the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Grace and peace to you and welcome to Reaching for Real Life with Sean Azaro, the senior pastor of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas. A church that exists to help people just like you. Find the real life you were created for and find it to the full. That's what Jesus promised in John 10.10. And today we continue in a series called Peace in an Anxious World as anxiety affects millions of people here in America. And this may be a message and series just for you. Anxiety and fear can be an immobilizing force in our lives, both externally and internally. Fear is not our friend, so fear not. Keep listening. You're going to hear how we can learn to live free from the tyranny of fear. Reallife.org has this full message, sermon notes, and series all available for free. But if you feel led to bless this listener-supported radio ministry, then please do. There's a place to give at reallife.org. Today it's part two of the message called The Obstacle of Fear. Pastor Sean is teaching from John 14 and 1 John chapter 4. It's time for Reaching for Real Life. So he talked about, he says, I remember, I'm reminded of your sincere faith. And what's interesting is he then says, God didn't give us a spirit of fear. So I, I really want to suggest these two paradigms, faith, fear. And they are two absolutely different ways of looking at the world. Most of us have been trained, socialized, conditioned to look at the world through fear, lens of fear. And what I want to suggest is Paul is commending the sincere faith. He wants him to fan that into flames, not the fear. And I'm afraid all too often what we fan into flames is fear. What the world around us fans into flame, what media and advertisers fan into flame, what news fans into flame. There's all kinds of things trying to fan our fear from a smoldering kind of thing or a small little flame into a brush fire that ultimately takes over every part of our life. And Paul is saying, no, 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 I want you to fan the flame, the gift, the spirit, and the faith that comes with it. There's these two opposite set of lenses that we can look at the world with. And we all have lenses. And all of a sudden you can look through lens of fear, and everything you see becomes a threat. Or put on the different set of lenses that God's presence, his word, his spirit offers us, and while you're looking at the same things, and I'm going to say it five times, this message, I'm not talking about rose-colored glasses. I'm not talking about delusion. I'm not talking about denial. Oh, there's nothing bad. Everything's rosy. I'm not talking about that. You put that lens of faith on, you're looking at the same things. That's real. That challenge is real. That issue is real. But you're looking at it through lens of faith, and it changes everything. It is, a, it is a, the, the way we look at the world, faith or fear, And it's hard to find peace when you're enslaved by fear. Say no to fear. And that's the whole key. God has not given us a spirit of fear. That's the whole key. If you take anything with you today, I want you to take that. God has not given us a spirit of fear. So if you struggle with a spirit of fear, if you recognize, you know what? I kind of have this fear thing towards a lot of things. I'm wrestling with this. I'm wrestling with this. I'm wrestling with this. And again, this is a no elbow zone, no elbowing. Because I think every one of us struggle with fear at times and in areas. There's no judgment here. 
But I want to say to you, if you say, yeah, I think I struggle with a spirit of fear, that is not from God. Well, maybe he's just giving me precaution and, and he's trying to protect me from things. That's not what I'm talking I'm not talking about, because when God gives you words of caution or words of instruction or words of redirection, it's always with hope and with the possibility of his plan, of his good intention attached to it. Now, I'm talking about a spirit of fear. I'm always afraid, always going through what's, what, what's going to happen, oh, and, and I'm responding in fear, I'm reacting in fear. That is not from God. He did not give you that spirit, according to the word of God. But instead, he gave you a spirit with three very unique manifestations, and I think they are the key to saying no to fear. So let's look at those. First one, I can say no to fear because I've been given a spirit of power. I can say no to fear because I have been given a spirit of power. And you've got to decide what you believe on that. Because if we believe anything the scripture tells us, we have a God whose spirit dwells in us when we are followers of Jesus Christ, and he has a spirit of power, and he's given that to us. I love this passage of scripture. It's from the psalm, Psalm 34, 7. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. It's like the presence of the Lord is around you, those who fear him. And, and by the way, the fear of the Lord... Okay, that's a very different kind of fear. That's been called the fear to end all other fears. Really, there's this, this sense of, if I have this reverence, respect, recognition of who God is, he is God, he is holy, he is over all, and he is with us. That understanding, that reverence, is really what that's talking about. The, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, who revere him, and he delivers them. Do you believe that? Because you've got to decide, because that changes everything. What that means is you don't have to be afraid. You are filled with and surrounded by God's Spirit, which is a spirit of power. And he has real power. See, one, of the time, one of the things I think that multiplies our fear is this feeling of powerlessness. Have you ever felt powerless? Out of control? Okay, let me just address that for a minute. Um, if, you're, if your security and your sense of well-being comes from being in control, um, that's messed up. Because control is an illusion. I'm sorry. If you're banking on your ability to control all outcomes and control everything, and that's what I think we sometimes try to do. We're even trained to do that. If our whole sense of well-being is based on control, it's an illusion. Because, folks, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Our whole world could get turned upside down. Or things may go along just fine. Trying to control all possible outcomes is a huge waste of time. Understand, when your well-being is based on your sense of control, what you're missing out is the opportunity to truly have your well-being based on the sovereignty of God. Now, that's real. The sovereignty of God, that means he is king and Lord over all. He is in control, and he is good. See, I don't know what tomorrow's going to hold, but I know God's going to be there, and I know he is in control, and he is good. And that doesn't mean bad things aren't going to happen. That doesn't mean I'm going to have to walk through hard things. What it means is he is with me, and he has given me a spirit of power. That is a game changer. If I'm trying to wait, base my well-being on my ability to control, that's always going to be an elusive and unattainable endgame. But the sovereignty of God exists whether I acknowledge it or not. He is sovereign. He is over all. He is 
God. See, if I have a vision, have an, an understanding of that, what it does is it takes me to what Romans 8.31 says. You know Romans 8.31? If God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for us, who can be against us? And, and we have to decide if we believe that. Because honestly, when you say it like that, when you recognize I, I, we're all going to face stuff in life, but when I recognize, wait a minute, if the creator of all things, the alpha, the omega, the omnipotent God of the universe is with me, his spirit is in me, and I'm surrender, I've surrendered my life to him, if God is for us, well, who can be against us? Doesn't mean there aren't people who try to come against us. Doesn't mean there aren't circumstances that are hard. Doesn't mean any of that. It just means, okay, they're, they're real and they may even be hard or bad, but God. And it's a game changer. See, let me ask you something. What are you afraid of and why does it seem bigger to you than God? Really, I want you to get specific. Think about the things that you're wrestling with right now because we, we all struggle. I'm, I'm not pointing any fingers here. We all think of things and go, okay, what, what about this? And I'm, I'm concerned about this. I'm afraid that this might happen. What are you afraid of and why does it seem bigger to you than God? Why is my response in fear rather than my response in faith to say, God, I entrust this to your care. God, give me your wisdom. God, I know you're going to be with me. Help me to take steps that follow your path and your lead on this. See, have you put your life, yourself, your circumstances in his hands? And if not, I just want to ask, why not? We understand life and eternity. Okay, yes, I'm in God's hands and my eternity. But what about my family? What about my kids? What about all that stuff we worry about with our kids? Are you willing to put your kids in God's hands and say, God, I'm going to do my best? Like these parents up here who brought their babies, I'm willing to do my best, but at the end of the day, God, I can't control everything. I can't be everywhere. I'm not omnipresent. I'm not omnipotent, God. You are. And so I'm going to entrust them into your care. I'm going to do my best, but at the end of the day, God, the God who got me through, is going to be there for them. Are you willing to trust your family, those family decisions, those family issues, into his care? Because it changes everything. It really is a game changer. The minute you stop trying to strategize and fix and control and start and just go, God, I'm not sure what I should do. The minute you say his name and turn your eyes off the circumstances and put it on him, you can almost feel your, your fear and your anxiety start to subside. Oh, it doesn't mean the issue's not real. It just means it's not all that's real. He's real too, and he's powerful, and he's present. How about your future, your finances? I, I know uh, you, you bring up retirement in a room full of people, and you got you know, there's going to be those who get a little knot in their summer. Oh, God, oh, like the guy who told me he's all set for retirement. He's got plenty of money, assuming he dies tomorrow. And I'm not saying, I, hey, we should, we should try to plan and prepare for that. The scripture even talks about that. What I am saying is, some of us, we do the math and go, I don't know how it's going to work. I, I want to tell you how it's going to work. The God who promised to be your provider who, and who has brought you through this far, he is going to deliver you all the way to the end. He's going to be with you. He's going to care for you. Yeah, but if I've been irresponsible, how can I ask God to care for me? Well, I'm not saying you should be irresponsible, and I think we all suffer consequences when we're irresponsible. That being said, Matthew 6 talks about God caring for us just because he's our father. And he knows what we need. Doesn't talk about us earning it. And I, I've, I've felt that. Well, if I make a mistake, how can I then, when I realize it's a mistake and I repent, how can I ask God to bail me out? I don't know. And sometimes he doesn't just bail you out, but he always takes care of you. 
And sometimes he walks you through an alternative course and he teaches you in the way, but he's got your back and he's got you covered and you're in his hands and you're okay, you're fine. The God who has taken care of you up to this point is going to take care of you till the end and he receives you into his hands in eternity. And you've got to decide if you believe that. Because that's what the scripture teaches and that's the truth. And it changes you. See, it's hard to find peace when you're enslaved by fear. Say no to fear. I can say no because I've been given a spirit of power. Second thing, I can say no to fear because I've been given a spirit of love. See, he said, he didn't give me a spirit of fear. He gave you a spirit of power and of love and of self-control or a sound mind. See, a spirit of love. Stop and think how many of our fears are rooted in the questions, questions of whether or not we are loved, whether or not we're cared for. Think, anybody ever been afraid of what people think of you? Afraid of people's opinions of you? Afraid of people's judgments of you? Fear of not being loved. We talked about it last week. FOMO, right? The fear of missing out. So many people are so obsessive about social media because they're afraid they're missing out. That's basically rooted in this fear of how do people think of me? Am I loved or am I not? You are loved by your creator, your father, who loves you like you've never been loved before. 1 John 4, 18 says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. When you understand that the creator of all things, the omnipotent, eternal one, loves you. And let me just say it differently, because I think we throw that word around, we're almost immune to it. He's crazy about you. Really. He's crazy about you. He likes hanging out with you. Can you believe it? He does. He created you. He thinks he did a great job. And he loves walking with you, being with you. He loves you. And let that perfect love cast out all fear for fear has to do with punishment whoever fears has not been perfected in love some of us need to be perfected in his love see you are loved by a perfect creator with a perfect love and what that means is you and i are no longer at the whim of people's opinions of us just understand every person is not going to love you oh good god glad we got that over with if you were living under that delusion man we got to talk you know, I have people tell me they didn't like something I did or, you know, they don't like me. Oh, well, you know, join the club. I think there's a website. <laughs> I know there's a Facebook group. I'm just saying, when you know you're loved by God, you're free. See, it's hard to be, find peace when you're enslaved by fear. And one of the reasons we can say no fear is because we are loved by God. And while you're there, if you've been blessed by this teaching, your gift of any amount helps this radio ministry continue to help others. Just find the Give tab at reallife.org. And Pastor Sean Azaro, now an author, invites you to check out his brand new book. 302 Books, a division of Salem Media Group, presents A Pilgrim's Guide to the Spirit-Filled Life, Rediscovering the Gift of the Spirit, authored by Sean Azaro, pastor of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas. Growing up in and around Pentecostal churches, I really learned to appreciate the role of the Spirit in the life of the believer. But I also saw what I considered to be imbalance and excess in some of our churches when it came to how we taught about the infilling. Now available at Amazon.com, Sean Azaro shares his most requested teaching and radio broadcast Podcast series in a devotional form, encouraging you to embrace the Spirit-filled life. I wrote in a devotional style to encourage readers to examine the Scripture with fresh eyes and make room for the Lord to speak about the role of the Spirit in our lives. The goal of the whole book is to simply make you hungry for more of the Spirit. Order your copy of A Pilgrim's Guide to the Spirit-Filled Life by Sean Azaro today at Amazon or reachingforreallife.org. 
And now the conclusion of the message, The Obstacle of Fear. This is Reaching for Real Life. I want to take a moment and just let us pause and rest right here in the midst of the message. Um, I think this idea of understanding God's presence is such a key. Understanding how much he loves us to being free from fear. My son Ryan and I were talking about this message and you know, he walked through some anxiety over some things, and he wrote a really cool song. Uh, the song is called In Your Arms. And I asked him if he would sing it, because it deals with some of his questions and stuff that he had to experience with anxiety, but then how God's love impacted him. And as he sings, I want you to just bask in the love of your Father. You're not alone. No matter what you're walking through, you're not alone. sound I can't breathe Am I alone Are you with me Father please Last line, which is like directly from Matthew chapter 6. Observe the birds and the lilies. You think your father loves you less than them? 
You are loved by the God of all creation. And he's with you. His spirit fills us when we follow Jesus. There's something very powerful in that understanding. It's hard to find peace when you're enslaved by fear. Say no to fear. Last thing. I can say no to fear because I've been given a spirit of self-control. Power, love, self-control. As I mentioned, another translation says a sound mind. The idea is you're not a helpless victim. You can choose. I think sometimes we get caught up in this idea that, well, wait a minute, I I, I can't do anything about it. It's just my emotions, how I feel. No, according to Jesus, according to the Scripture, you actually can choose. He is with you. You have a sound mind. You have the ability to have self-control. In fact, what's interesting is when you say, I'm not even talking about pulling yourself up by the bootstraps and figuring it out, because one of the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. So His Spirit, not only does He want to empower you to walk free from fear, but he wants to empower you to even have the self-control to choose. See, it is a choice. There's a beautiful passage of Scripture that illustrates this. It's Mark chapter 5, 35 and 36. Look what Jesus says. Remember, remember he was stopped by a man named Jairus, a synagogue ruler. And Jairus had a daughter who was sick. And he said, please come heal him. And Jesus went with him. And we're told, while Jesus was still speaking, some men came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue ruler. Your daughter is dead, they said. Can you imagine how he felt? I mean, he'd heard about Jesus, the miracle worker. He went, he got him. Jesus actually agreed to come with him. He's got Jesus and he's almost there. And he gets word, your daughter's dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Now look at this, look at this. Ignoring what they said, Jesus told the synagogue ruler, don't be afraid, just believe. Ignoring what they said. Some of you right now, that's a word from the Lord for you. You need to learn how to ignore what some people are saying. And if Jesus, you're like, but isn't that rude? Yeah, well, then Jesus is rude. Because he ignored what they said. And sometimes you got to understand, there's always going to be two voices talking to you. There's going to be the voice of the crowd. And the crowd always stirs up fear. Have you ever noticed that? The crowd always stirs up fear. It's like it becomes this mass hysteria. The crowd is, are the ones who are going to say to you, well, if you're not afraid, you're irresponsible. You know, you've heard the phrase, if you're not afraid, you're not paying attention. I want to say that's messed up. Because I am paying attention. I'm just paying attention to something different, something bigger, something more real. Jesus said... Don't be afraid, just believe. You realize that's kind of the two voices, and I get to choose. Who am I going to believe? Who am I going to listen to? The crowd's going to say, you need to be afraid. This is what's happening. This is what can go wrong. This is what you need to fear today. Here's the fear of the day. And Jesus says, don't be afraid, just believe. Who are you going to listen to? It's like we come to these forks in the road, I've told you before. And really, if you're facing a fear right now, something that you're wrestling with. I want to say to you, you are at a fork in the road and you get to decide. You've been given the power to choose. You've been given the power of a sound mind, of self-control. You can choose which voice you're going to respond to. I can respond to the crowd. When I walk down that path, that means I'm going to be reacting in fear. I'm going to be responding in fear and I'm going to get the fruit or the consequence of living in fear which is typically just more fear. It's like a snowball effect. Or 
I can ignore the crowd like Jesus taught me how to do. And I can say, I'm not going to be afraid. I'm going to believe him. And again, I'm not talking about rose-colored glasses, pie in the sky, nothing's bad, everything's good, you know. Everything is awesome. I'm talking about listening to Jesus. Yes, that issue at work might be really tough. Yes, that issue in my family might be real. But I'm not alone. Just because the situation is real doesn't mean I have to give in to the spirit of fear. I have to live with this fear. No. I get to choose to follow Jesus and trust Jesus because he is with me. I get to choose to believe. I know the problem is real. I know the situations are real. It's just they're not all that's real. His power and his presence and his love are absolutely real and they are with you. And you get to decide who you're going to listen to and who you're going to respond to because I promise you, just because those issues are real and you're going to have to deal with them and that's fine. I don't have to deal with them in fear. Do you realize how much better your decision making gets the minute you decide I'm not going to respond out of fear? I'm going to listen to the Lord's voice. I'm going to put it before him. Get wise counsel and I'm going to respond. That's the difference. And you a whole different harvest from those seeds, the seeds of belief than the seeds of fear. It really is two different lenses. How am I going to look at the world? Faith or fear? Faith or fear? Because it changes everything. That's Pastor Sean Azaro. You've been listening to Reaching for Real Life Radio. And if you'd like to hear this full message in the series, Peace in an Anxious World, it's available right now on demand at reallife.org. And while you're there, we'd appreciate your feedback. You can leave us a note on our Contact Us page. Or even better, your financial gift helps this radio ministry continue. Find that Give tab at reallife.org. But of course, you're invited to visit and join us at River City Community Church, located on Lookout Road right behind Rotama Park, next to the Real Life Amphitheater. If you'd like to call the church, the number is 210-490-5262, as Reaching for Real Life Radio is a service of River City Community Church. We hope you join us again next time as you travel the road to real life. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.